ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. Hey, Center Point Church, thank you so much for tuning into your podcast. We are currently in our series, Building for Tomorrow. It is an exciting time for our church, and I hope that you enjoy this podcast. All right. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. Today on the podcast, I have Chris the drummer, and we have our special guest, Virginia Sierra, and uh, we are going to be going over the podcast, talking a little bit about the sermon, and it is the second week going through our Building for Tomorrow series, and I wanted to kick it off uh, just kind of, we're talking a little bit about giving today, and I don't know what it made me think of today, but um, I I haven't seen one in the news in a while, but those drive-through, pay-it-forward things, do you guys remember hearing about those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you? What is your guess on the longest drive-through pay-it-forward chain Ooh. that has been recorded? I think it was at Starbucks, but I can't remember how many people it was. Like how long it lasted? Yeah. It. I, so this one might be outdated. I found one, but I just wanted to see what your what your guess was. Well, I know what I would love it to see is all day long. <laughs> Knowing today's culture, unfortunately, I'd say maybe like a dozen at the most. Okay. I was thinking more than that. I was thinking it was like. A couple hundred cars that okay. went through that it lasted. So more. Okay. Um, okay. In Minnesota, at a Daring Queen drive-through, yes. over nine hundred cars and over ten thousand dollars. Nice. Wow. And that took over like two and a half days. And okay. So wow. it was I like was a, thinking it would have yeah. to be a Dairy Queen. <laughs> really busy Dairy Queen. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, um, yeah, it just made me, th- me think of that because I haven't seen that in a while. I guess sometimes with the, the drive-throughs, the way that payments go through, it's a little harder to do that now. Yeah. But I remember hearing the, those stories and how that, that ripple effect of people's giving and how inspiring that was. And have you guys ever been part of the, one of those? Have you ever, you know, had somebody pay for a meal or had anything like that happen to you where it was just a generous display of, of giving that kind of took you by surprise? No. <laughs> <laughs> Simple like answer. That. No. Need to go th- to Minnesota drive through. I've I started guess. it a couple of times, had a chance to, but never actually on the receiving end. So if anybody wants to get in front of me today <laughs> at 1215. No. <laughs> so nice. I know that um, one time at Chick-fil-A, well, twice at Chick-fil-A, I've had it happen. And um, the first time I went to pay for the person behind me and they were like, oh, he's a police officer. So he already gets his food for free. So I was like, <laughs> nice. okay, well, never mind. That counts. And then the second time, the girl at the register said, are you sure it's a really large family behind you? And their order was like $40. Wow. And all I had ordered was an unsweet tea. And so I was like, uh, and then I was like, you know what? Yes, I have to. And they were like, okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. You never know what you're going to get yeah. going through some of those, but no, yeah, I've I've had it happen to to me once where it was just like took me by surprise and I I kept the the chain going but it was like, you know, I it's always interesting to to hear those stories of how how long it goes and how how long you can see kind of that that giving take place and um yeah, like I said, I, I haven't heard those stories in a while, but I'm I'm sure there's, you know, displays of of giving out there and um but yeah, we're talking today, uh, going through the the sermon. They kicked it off going through our Building for Tomorrow uh, program, and uh, we got a great why statement from the the Miller family, and um, I thought that was that was great. I'm excited to hear s- some of those those other ones as well. But uh, Virginia, you know, you're you're kind of uh, spearheading a lot of the Building for Tomorrow program. I just wanted to, to get 
get a sense of, uh, you know, with these dinners that we've had with, you know, some of the questions coming through, uh, what has been your kind of reaction to just the initial kind of launch of this uh, building for tomorrow? Does anything stand out to you there? I mean, we've talked for years about doing a new building, talking about, you know, growing our ministry further because we kind of get stuck at a point where, um, you know, we're full and then we can't get any more people in the door to um, in this building because we can't fit. And so that really, you know, Pastor Tom really has stuck with it this time. When we started this, you know, everybody was kind of like, wow, we're doing it very quickly. I think that was the first response we got. And then after going through this, everybody is so on board with it. And I think the Millers, one of the things that they missed out on saying that was so cool, and I don't even know if I'm supposed to share this, but Mary took another job so that she could help give to this campaign. That's how mm. much they believe in it. Wow. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just amazing to watch people kind of step out their comfort zone and um, just know that, you know, they're they're letting God supply. They're letting God, they're they're giving their faith over. They're just saying, you know what, God will supply during this season. It's a tough season for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. We know that you know prices of gas has gone up and prices of groceries have gone up tremendously. And so, just trusting, um, just exactly what Pastor Tom talked about today. It's just been amazing to watch how people are going to trust God with their money. So, take us back to when kind of the first talks of that you kind of had with this? How long ago was that kind of initial talk that this, you know, plan was going through or that um, that you got involved in that conversation? So I would say we've probably been talking about it for a long time. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I've been a member of the board. I've been a member of the financial committee. So we've been talking about it for a long time. But I would say ultimately about six months ago, Pastor Tom really said, we're going to do this. Um, okay. We're really going to do it. We're going to get people on board that, um, know about building. And we started talking with um, different designers and different things like that. We, you know, hired um, Ascend to help us with uh, the financial part of it. And then we hired Church by Daniels to, um, and that's all happened within the last three months. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, you know, as we're going through this, this campaign, um, you know, going to have more meetings, kind of talk about what's, what's going on. Obviously people going to have questions like come through with, with this. And, you know, I'm excited to see where, you know, the church leads and where God leads everybody to, to make those uh, pledges and everything and where that takes us. Um, Because, you know, it's, it's exciting to just look towards the future and kind of see where you're going. I mean, if we're just never kind of planning ahead and we're never really having these, these goals that, are, you know, beyond what we can, we can see or even fathom. Um, but I just think it's, it's inspiring to, to see what's going on in, in the families and hearing those stories about people changing jobs and the ripple effect of what one person's, you know, experience, or one person's example can, you know, spread to other people. And, you know, that can be just a light to, sh- to show other people what, what is possible and everything in this. But as far as the the sermon today, uh, Pastor Tom gave us, you know, the sermon going through uh, one of the quotes that uh, he gave from Ken Chaffin was um, the basis for giving is not what someone has done or will do for us, but what God has already done for us in Christ Jesus. And I thought that was just uh, a good place to, to put it. And, you know, as far as giving in the church, did anything stand out to you there, Chris, kind of at the beginning, any takeaways that you had? Oh man. Um, 
there's a lot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> one of the things when he was talking about that overall subject, he he started out saying that you know Jesus talked more about money than prayer in the Bible, and it's really interesting because um, when you really look at the entirety of the Bible, if the if there's inspired word that says something repeatedly, it's usually because we need to hear it repeatedly. Definitely. Um, and one thing that he also mentioned is, and I've, I've heard this term before, but it kind of hit me a little different today. He said, we're managers of whatever money God has allowed us to have. So I, I think sometimes we don't realize that means that we're responsible. Because if you go to a store and like Billy up front messes up your order and like and charges too much to your card and there's a like frustrating situation, you know, go, let me talk to Billy outside. Mm-hmm. You say, let me go talk to a manager because they're responsible uh, for whatever is entrusted to them and at a job that would be people underneath them. So when you're managing all of your possessions, all of the money that God allows you to manage, um, you you have this responsibility to it. And so he trusts you uh, with that. When the Lord trusts you with something, uh, that can weigh pretty heavy. That's pretty important (laughs) when he's able to trust you with whatever he chooses to give you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And when when I think about kind of giving and that process of being a steward or manager of over money. You know, the first time that I really kind of was able to get a grasp of that was going through Financial Peace University, Dave Ramsey's course in Virginia. I know you've led that just a few times. Uh, and so <laughs> <Just a couple. laughs> what, what have, what have you seen kind of as, as you've led that, how, how have you seen that impact people? And has, has there been any stories that you have seen kind of as uh, families uh, really grasp that that understanding of, of uh, financial stewardship. Yeah, I mean, I would say what started us teaching financial pieces, of course, we took it and um, we watched God just really transform our lives through financial peace, um, just having the peace, knowing that we are not a slave to lenders anymore, you know, of course, still our mortgage. But um, other than that, you know, just having that peace to know that we can go to work every day and enjoy what we do because we don't have to um, be there just because we have to pay the next bill. We have to pay, you know, whatever is coming up next. So I know that both of you had taken financial peace. Chris actually took financial peace with us. Nice. Um, and um, it's just watching the joy that comes over others when they're able to give some of that up. And it's just the smallest thing, like, hey, I paid off a $200 credit card, or hey, I paid off $1,000 now. Hey, I've paid off $10,000 now. Watching the joy as that comes, and then understanding that they could take that and do something else with it. Um, we, Dave Ramsey, one of the biggest impacts that he taught us was, you know, going on Thanksgiving morning to maybe a Waffle House, and going in and ordering a cup of coffee and leaving a $100 tip for the waitress that's working there. Mm he or she is giving up their Thanksgiving morning to work, which means you know that they need the money. Mm -hmm. And then their Christmas is coming up for Mm -hmm. their children or their family. So you know that they desperately need that money. And so to be able to impact someone's life um, in a small, minute way, um, I know that we have a lot of people now that outwardly show giving um, on TV and different things like that. But to do it for your own self, not for, you know, to be outwardly showing it to anybody else, but to know that you did that um, gives you so much joy and so much peace during your day and to not even have to share it with anybody because you just did it all just because you knew someone else needed it. Um, Those are the types of things that we love watching and then also love watching people be able to surrender their money and their finances to God because, that is probably the one thing people will say, okay, I'll trust you with my kids. Okay, I'll trust you with my marriage. Okay, but when it comes to my finances, no. 
Yeah. Because like Pastor Tom <laughs> talked about today, no one really wants to talk about their finances. And he joked that his kids have always asked how much he makes. And mm-hmm. I will never forget, my kids always ask us how much money we make, and we tell them <laughs> it's none of their business. And so it's one of those things that you do very much clo- hold close to your heart. But it's the same way if somebody came up and was like, how much money do you give to charity? I'd be like, that is the rudest <laughs> question I have ever oh. heard. So I would yeah. never answer that question either. So I think it's one of those things that we trust God with it, but we don't need to show it outwardly to anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I know that when, you know, taking financial peace, uh, Avery and I were living up in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And when you signed up to to lead the class that you got th- through it for free. And so we got our materials free. So Avery and I were like, well, let's just, let's just lead it. You know, we'll, we'll host it here. And so we, we were able to get the materials for free and uh, lead it a couple times. And it's so cool because some of the people that we took like that first class with, like, will still reach out to to Avery or I and be like, "Hey, we hit this goal," and like, yeah. it's so encouraging because like when you go through one of those, like, you realize that you're you're not a lot alone as far as you know. A lot of people have trouble managing their finances or managing a budget and knowing you know where their money's going and being that good manager, that good steward of their money because it's so easy to just kind of get lost in the the numbers of, you know, I've got this bill to pay, I've got this, and, you know, I like to go out to eat. And it's just like, and Dave Ramsey, you know, it's it's telling your money where to go instead right. of wondering where it's, where it's going or right. where it's been. And so um, that was definitely something that um, was, was something that we – we really enjoyed about that that course and that class and everything. Um, Chris, so, so you've been through that uh, financial piece. Uh, yes. what, what were your takeaways from, from that? Oh, exactly what you had just said. It just um, it's so easy to get on the run, especially uh, if you got a family, if you got kids, and uh, if you're not tracking it closely, it's so easy to say, I think I've got the money and just start spending without actually paying attention. So I love the class because it it gives you examples of how to, but the core thing is just be aware of what you're spending. Be aware of how much you have to spend and pray about wisdom on how to use it and just following. And it's, it teaches you so much discipline because, I mean, I'm still, I took the class several years ago and I'm still working on it, but I've seen several milestones already. I just, mine was a long-term situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm still working on it, but it's amazing to keep hitting each milestone. And um, it definitely teaches you discipline, um, putting your faith in God. Cause just like with the building campaign, when it comes to your own finances, you can I like how Pastor Tom said today, live like it's your last day because you want to make sure you're giving your all to serve the Lord, but also plan ahead as if he's not coming back for a thousand years. Right. Um, same with your finances. It's um, be aware of what's going on today, but plan ahead and keep working towards it. And um, the other thing that it made me think of is um, when it comes to like jumping into a business with a partner, that's something that you're putting something at stake at. You you wouldn't go into partnership unless you trusted the person. So if you're choosing to actually give your life over to God with everything, including your finances, you're showing the ultimate trust in God that I'm not going to just do this my way. I'm trusting that I'm literally giving control over to you and asking you to give me wisdom and show me um, how to use this wisely to um, help teach me things that I can just use on a regular basis, but also lead me through the Holy Spirit for those opportunities to give. And when you get to that place, uh, like they talked about today, it's uh, gracious giving is uh, just something totally different whenever you have those opportunities. Because, And going back to the point of the lines with paying it forward, um, the coolest part about that is some of the people may have had the money available, but by blessing them, 
you get the feeling of, I just got to bless somebody, then they get the opportunity to bless somebody behind them. But it also could have been somebody who, when they got up there, their card could have been declined because they didn't realize I didn't have the money. And so by getting that chance to bless them, you just helped feed them today because they didn't even realize unless they had got up there that it wouldn't have happened. So it's just such a powerful tool how that all ties together. And I would say too, when you're doing stuff like that, listen to God speak to you. I know that one day we were in Publix and I saw this man with two children and I knew right away that his card was getting declined. And I kept hearing God speak to me and say, pay for it, pay Mm -hmm. for it. And I didn't listen until I walked out the door. And then here's my husband, because I sometimes I'm, you know, like a crazy person. And I say, give me your card. And he says, what? And I say, give me your card. And I go running back in the store. And he's thinking, did she forget something? Yeah. Like, what is wrong with her? And thank God I knew the cash, the girl that was running the cash register. And I gave her the card and I said, just run it. And so she ran it and she tapped it and she ran it. And then I ran back out. That guy literally had no idea what was going on. He <laughs> yeah. was like, what? And then she was like, oh, your stuff got paid for. And then I ran out of the store and I get in the truck and Juan's like, what just happened? <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. no, I literally heard God telling me to pay for his stuff. And I was ignoring it at first. And I was yeah. ignoring it, ignoring mm-hmm. it until we walked out of the store. And I was literally getting in the truck and God was basically tugging on me saying, you know, he needed that today. That guy needed that Really had no idea. And I remember he's standing there going, what? What? The guy is just standing there. But listen to those tugs at your heart, too, when God mm-hmm. tells you that. Because it's very, very important, whether it's a homeless person on the street or somebody that you saw in Publix or somebody, you know, yeah. wherever it is, just listen to those as well. Was yeah. the guy kind of freaked out, like striking a defensive pose as you came running at him, like ready to defend himself? <laughs> I don't remember his look because I more remember the girl at the cash register. Like I said, thank God she knew our kids. And she, I was like, just run the card. And she yeah. was like, okay. And she just listened mm-hmm. to me. Had it been somebody else, the cash register probably would have been like, what is what? wrong with this crazy yeah. woman? <laughs> but no, that that's a, that's a good story because, you know, Pastor Tom talked about too, um, Grace giving is giving in spite of circumstances as well. I mean, you weren't the only person in the grocery store at that time, but it was, you know, probably, you know, because of that discipline of giving in the past and, you know, working that muscle as well, because, you know, I used to think, well, I'm only going to give when I really feel like it, because if I really get that, just get that feeling, then I'll, I'll give. But then my wife, you know, threw that on his face because <laughs> every time she sees a, a homeless person or anybody, she's, oh, we should give, oh, we should give, oh, we should give. Like, right. it's just like second nature. And I think about like building that muscle of generosity. Everybody wants to be more generous. Like, it's one of those things, like everybody wants to be in, in better shape, like kind of thing. It's right. like, but if you're never going to the the gym or you're never actually exercising that muscle of generosity, you know, how much is it really being developed in you? Is it, is it just that wish? Oh, I wish I was just more generous and everything. It's, it's giving in spite of those circumstances. It's, it's, you know, building that muscle. And like you said, that discipline that comes with just going through a budget, just doing, doing it, you know, it doesn't have to be much, but just, you know, giving a little bit consistently can help build that and give way for those opportunities, like where you see somebody and are able to give, you know, lavishly. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what something that, that made me think about that because every, every time my wife sees a homeless person and just, it can be, you know, just somebody on, on the street, it can just be, we're, we're driving by and it, I always like, just, you know, know it's coming. Like, I just like, mm-hmm. just feel her, you know, the wallet. I, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, you know, that, yep, this is about to happen. And so it's just like, <laughs> you know, she grabs whatever cash she could find or whatever, or makes us loop back around or, and everything. And, um, that's definitely been been something that 
has grown me because I've, I've been more reserved of, you know, I'm just going to give to somebody that I know it's going to go to a better, you know, use of their money. Or like, I really want to do the, the, uh, um, research on the person to really know (laughs) as far as what is going on. But that's Mm -hmm. not what God calls us to do as far as, you know, if we're, like you said, if we're really trusting God with the money, if we're just truly being a, a steward of that, um, you know, it's taking away that ownership, that grip on it. And so, yeah, that's been a been a challenging process for, for myself. Well, um, I think with that, though, you have to realize that I always tell my kids that everything in life is a learned behavior, mm-hmm. and your children are learning from that. Mm-hmm. So as you're teaching, as she's doing that, you're she's showing your children that generosity is super important. And so that's why I always talk about everything in our life is a learned behavior, whether it's mm-hmm. good. Yep. or whether it's bad, mm-hmm. um, everything in our life is a learned behavior. So as our children watch us be generous, they will automatically take that on. Not necessarily maybe always as children because <laughs> children can be, you know, but I will say that to each other they may not be, but, you know, I've watched our children give in different ways that will be surprising. I know Leo one time was like, gave a homeless person his chicken nuggets from his happy (laughs) meal. And it was just like, Uh you know, but if he were to share a toy with his sister, that's never going to happen. But, you know, it's little Uh things like that. That's why I say it's that learned behavior where they, as they get older, that will constantly sink into their brain that they need to be more generous with their money as well. Mm -hmm. So. And yeah. a quick, a quick little story with that. Something that my daughter is only twelve, and I think this was maybe a year or two ago. Um, there'd be, you know, wherever we pick them up from school, and on the way home, we hit some intersections that really often have people there, you know, just asking mm-hmm. for help. And um, you know, instinctively, you say, "Do I have like some cash? Whatever it is." For some people, it's a one, it's a five, it's a ten, whatever. I mean, you don't have cash, like, well, I have nothing to give you. I'm, I'm sitting at a red light. I can't like go anywhere. And my daughter um, saw me do this once, and it stuck with her. So she's like, "I'm like." She, she's the one that prompts me. She says, dad, look, there's somebody we can help. I'm like, oh, cool. But I don't have any cash on me. She goes, you got a debit card. There's a McDonald's 50 feet away. Ask him what he wants. Uh, and like, unless uh, we're like trying to get somewhere we're in a rush, I'm like, yeah, we got 10 minutes. Let's, and we will ask them. And it's, it's a cool opportunity because you can literally ask them what they want. Um, cause I know I, I grew up working in an area up in Cocoa a while back where it was a mixture. There was some people who legitimately needed help and some people you would watch them take the money and go buy alcohol and like, right. do something to hurt themselves. And so Zoe learned at a young age that that's how you work around that. Like if you don't want to give him money or you don't have money, ask him what he wants at this food place. If he really is hungry, he's going to tell you what he wants yeah. and you can go get it for him. I'm like, oh, you called me out. I'm like, <laughs> oh. So every time now, like, like you said about Avery, any, uh-huh. any chance that we have unless we're rushing to school or something like that, uh, she calls me out on it. I'm like, you're right, honey. Thank you. <laughs> No, Let's that's go. good. Yeah, that's good that they're they're calling you out on it, yeah, and yeah. yeah, that uh that debit card is always a a good you know excuse not to give somebody the cash. But yeah, yeah. you're right. You get got a restaurant or McDonald's yeah. right down the road, and you can still do it. Um, one of the other quotes that uh, Pastor Tom gave us today was, um, uh, "People who understand grace don't view giving as a sort of tax, an unpleasant necessity, or an unmentionable subject. Instead, giving naturally flows out of their heart." Uh, that has have been warmed by the love of the Lord. And so it just that, you know, scripture, you know, each 
Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And so that heart behind, you know, you could give a million dollars and just be reluctant towards it or, you know, not do it with the right uh, intentionality, or it can just be, you know, chicken nuggets and uh, with the the heart behind it and everything. So um, that's super important uh, with that as well. Did anything else stand out to you guys uh, with the sermon today? Any any other takeaways uh, that you want to discuss before we wrap it up here? I would just say um, he, he kept using the phrase today, a really big phrase for the whole message was unconditional surrender. And um, I, I'll be totally honest. I, I partially understood that concept, but he brought up a few points that that was really educational for me. Um, when, he, when he talked about the war with unconditional surrender, he was talking about Japan um, and Submittal. It's, it's literally given up everything. That means um, your possessions, your freedom, um, just everything that you literally have there, whether it's in your mind, in your heart, a physical possession or whatever, total unconditional surrender means giving everything up. And that kind of brought a new light to make me ask myself, am I actually doing that with the Lord in my life in this season? Or am I just treating him like a counselor? Oh, when I need advice or when I need help, I'm going to go to the Lord and let him kind of help give me some advice. Or am I literally saying, God, here's every aspect of my life. Um, what do you want me to do with this now? And seeking that wisdom. It's not like he's going to tell you, you know, go home at 410 and then I want you to do the dishes at this time. There's there's some wisdom and Holy Spirit and common sense tied into that. But it really challenged me today to ask myself, I hope it does for some of you too, to say, do I actually have an unconditional surrender in my heart to the Lord of every aspect of my life, my kids, um, my home, the money that I make, relationship decisions, anything like that? Am I actually surrendering it fully, giving up those freedoms of saying, yes, the Lord would let me make all the choices if I chose to, but do I have, I have free will. Am I choosing to actually give everything over to the Holy Spirit, you know, to God, the father and saying, what do you want me to do with this that you've entrusted me with? And really constantly seeking that, not just at one point in your life, but consistently. Um, that definitely challenged me today because I know I struggle with that. And I'm, I'm glad he brought that up today. I would say as well, um, I remember when I was a single mom and money was, you know, very, very tight for me. I lived on a budget of $27 per week. I'll never forget this um, mm. for to buy baby diapers and food. Now, of course, this was, you know, back in 2001 when things were a little cheaper. But <laughs> Um, it's one of those things where when we were praying over some of this, I had specifically said that I pray for that single mom to be able to give a dollar a week. I pray for her to be able to surrender that dollar a week because when you talk about unconditional surrender, it gives you such a peace to know that you can trust. And I'll never forget one of the stories that Juan and I always talk about in financial peace is at one point, um, when the economy went crashed and we had um, we had a sick child and different things were going on, our lender had told us that we needed to stop giving to the church during that time so that we could get our um, our forbearance and everything pushed through with our house. And so we did, and but we kept saving that money and putting it aside, and um, it, we went through about seven months where when nothing was happening. And I finally said to Juan, I said, we got to start, start giving again. Cause we had talked to pastor Tom about it. And he said, you know, you have to do what you have to do for your family. So we started giving again and we gave a full lump sum. And it was with the very next day that we gave our tithe that um, the bank finally responded to our, our 
request and all of our modification stuff. Um, It didn't go in our way at the very (laughs) end. So I always tell people, like, it still didn't happen, and we still ended up losing our home, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But it was immediately the next day that I got a sense of peace. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what I tell people, I'm like, and it was interesting because the very next year I got a raise in the exact amount of our tithing. So I tell people, I'm like, it's that surrender that I pray for, for people. It has nothing to do with the money. It has to do with a sense of surrender that you could give to God that he will immediately give back to you. I tell people all the time, just trust him. Mm -hmm. I promise, just trust him and he's going to give you the peace, and let you know that he is in charge of your finances no matter what. That's awesome. That's a great story. Um, Thank you for sharing. Thank you for um, being with me today. If you guys, um, just a a shout out, if you guys have, you know, questions about, you know, going through um, financial peace, uh, we have it, we host it here. I'm not sure when the next one is coming up, but uh, get involved in that, get plugged in because it's a great way to help you manage your money, uh, go through the budgeting and uh, view, you know, financial stewardship in a, in a biblical way. So uh, we thank you guys. We look forward to week three of our Building for Tomorrow series and uh, have a great week. Thank you.